It's time to light your brain and heart on fire. Okay, Google, let's get it. You're listening to the Thomas J. Lyon Podcast. Hey, hey, it is Thomas J. Welcome to the Thomas J. Lyon Podcast. Welcome, welcome indeed. Hope you're having a great day wherever you are, whatever you're doing, driving, exercising, laying around being a bum, whatever you're doing today. Hope you're having a great day and that it's fantastic for you. So uh, let's cut to the chase. This one is a good one. Um, In this one, we actually talk to uh, my cousin's girlfriend. What? Why would we talk to her? Because number one, because she's awesome. Number two, because she is an entrepreneur. Uh, She has started her own business and I wanted to get her take on uh, just a variety of things. And if you're somebody who is considering taking the plunge into being an entrepreneur or, you know, maybe you're on the fence uh, or maybe you're already a business owner and just want to hear some insight from somebody different. This is the one for you. Super excited to have her on the show. Uh, This is Christina. So we have Christina here, and uh, I I really appreciate the fact that she took some time out of her schedule to talk to us today, and we're going to talk a little bit and introduce her to you. Um, She is most first and foremost a member of uh, the Thomas, well, actually not the Thomas Lyon family, but the Lyon family. Um, She is uh, a long time, uh, well, I'll let her tell you, I'll (laughs) let her tell you guys. Christina, thanks for coming on. Of course. Honestly, thank you so much for having me. Um, I'm excited. This is my first um, podcast. This is my first um, anytime really interviewing um, other than the lives that I do on Facebook. Um, But yeah, so I am a longtime girlfriend of Tom's cousin. Um, I am a master's. um, I have my master's in education. I'm a teacher. I'm a business owner. Um, and yeah, I'm just really excited. I have been my own business owner for, um, a year and a half ish, and I have been teaching in my own classroom. This is my third year. So all I know is pandemic teaching and it's insane, but has it been three years already? It has. It doesn't feel like that's crazy. Wow. Time flies. I know I'm keeping pictures of all my students like up on my wall um, in the second year because of COVID, we never got picture day, um, but I have just a blank. So yeah, I'm on my third year. That's crazy. It is. It flew by. And you said that it's all been pandemic teaching, which, you know, it's something like being outside of that environment, right? Like I don't have kids or school, well, kids at all, mm-hmm. um, but, you know, being outside of that whole world uh, and just kind of not, I don't know, not following it, I guess, you know, I haven't really paid too close attention, but obviously you guys are um, probably having to cobble things together and do the best you can with, you know, constant, let me guess, everything is constantly changing. (laughs) Yes, I know you hear that probably on the daily in the news, but it is so true. Um, All I really know is pandemic teaching and it again, constantly changes, but I think some of it's for the better. I've never collaborated more with my colleagues and the technology piece is phenomenal. Um, the communication with um, the higher ups in our district um, is really wonderful too. Um, so there are definitely positives, but I, I mean, I'm sure you've heard this, not all of the things we are doing are sustainable. So there will come a point where it's, you know, it's gonna run out. <laughs> Time to figure out the solutions. 
Oh, yes. Well, it's, uh, that's a good thing. It's a good thing they have people like you to contribute and help uh, come up with solutions because uh, you are, uh, I, li- I like to think of you as a problem solver. Ever since I first met you, um, which is an interesting story, but it was uh, a long day of hiking at our local state park. Um <laughs> And it was uh, it was a, it was an interesting day. But ever since I met you, you know, I've kind of had a good sense of, you know, you're a go getter. You like tackling issues and resolving things. You, you know, when something comes up, uh, you you find ways of of either working through them or around them or solving them. Um, and that is something that uh, I think a lot of people. I don't know. A lot of people take that for granted. And that was my phone that just went off. So I'm going to go ahead and silence that. I always do that. Um, (laughs) I know you've listened to a couple of my uh, podcasts and every time I start recording, no matter what I'm doing, I always either one of two things either happens. Mm -hmm. One is worse than the other. Either a, my phone dings right in the middle of speaking Mm -hmm. or B it rings like, and when my phone rings, it's very, very loud. So um, yeah. So I just took care of that, but yeah, you know, you've always been somebody who likes to solve, um, solve problems and I admire that and and appreciate that and I think that's why one of the reasons why I wanted to bring it in here um so all right so we know who Christina is during the day what does Christina do what is your business let's talk about your business and talk about maybe how you got started and you know I remember a moment where uh or maybe it was longer than a moment but I remember a time when you were kind of making a decision, you were, you were acquiring all the information and, and making a decision about whether or not to start this business. And I think, um, I I think that you were kind of on the fence a little bit, you know, what, what is the business? How did you decide? Yep. I'm going to try it. Um, and, and, you know, what kind of reservations did you have at the time? Well, great question. Um, I just want to say thank you for all of that though. It's awesome that it is, um, that it is, that people can see the hard work that goes into everything, because let me tell you, it has not always been like this. So I just really appreciate you saying that. Um, so I was approached by one of my friends from college, um, and she listed all of these amazing qualities, or she said (laughs) amazing qualities about me, um, and why I would do so well, um, in her business as a business partner and fast forward or rewind, I should say three (laughs) years. I, I was also, um, asked by another friend to do the same thing, um, but I just wasn't ready. I wasn't at a point in, in my life where I could um, honestly financially do it. I was still in college and all that kind of stuff. So now, present day, um, about a year ago, when my friend asked me, um, and I don't know if you know, like the color personalities, like red, green, yellow, those kind of stuff. Are you familiar no, with that? I am not. Okay. So basically, I am a green personality. I am very analytical. I like to know all the details up front before committing to anything. Um, and especially my master's, like I really enjoyed the research aspect of it. So when my friend asked me to join, I <laughs> asked about a million questions. Obviously, that's an exaggeration, but I asked so many questions um, and I got all the details. John and I um his cousin, um, we did a pros and cons list and 
we were just like, you know, why, why not? Um, what is there really to lose? Um, and so I began my journey as a beauty guide with Lime Life by Alcone um, about a year and a half ago. And I remember my first live when I introduced what I was doing and I was so nervous. I remember this. Oh my goodness. I think there were maybe um, double digit numbers of people watching me and I, and John was sitting on my bed next to me, um, not in the camera view at all. Um, I had a little setup. Oh, I was so nervous, but <laughs> the rest is really history. I, my confidence has grown so much um, since the beginning of it. And obviously like monetary has been wonderful too, but the other benefits of the small business has been far outweighed what I could have imagined. And so I'm just so happy that someone saw something in me and believed in me enough. And now we're here. So I'm going to kind of clarify two uh, or ask you to clarify two things. Number one, because I'm not entirely sure. And then number two, because some people that are listening might not be sure. Mm -hmm. So what is the business again? And, and, and obviously the name of it, but then what is it? So I am what's called a beauty guide with Limelight by Alcone. So Limelight by Alcone is a multi-level marketing direct sales business. Um, and it was built years ago. I think it's like four or five years old at this point. Um, it was founded by um, two women who they're all about women empowerment. Um, and they wanted to make affordable products, very clean products, um, Leaping Bunny approved, so they don't test on animals. Um, and just um, they really wanted to bring it to the consumer and have the consumer essentially make money off of that too. Um, they didn't want to go into stores like Alta, that kind of stuff. They wanted to make it accessible to everyone. And so one of the big names is Alcone. He was a well-known um makeup artist in New York City. This is, you know, it's a very, it's a local business um, that has just sprouted all over, um, all over the U.S. and in Canada um, and a couple other international places too. Um, but yeah, it's, it's really met what I wanted, my mission, um, their mission and I align very well. Um, women empowerment, just being your, your best self. Very cool. Um, you know, one of the things that you said that I think, unfortunately, whether it's true or not, and it probably was true a long time ago, maybe not as much anymore, is there's a negative connotation with this whole MLM, multi-level marketing, network marketing, direct sales thing. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, people have horror stories of things in the past. You know, I could go down the list of them. You know, one of the things that's cool about the way you do your stuff is you, you're not pushy, right? Mm -hmm. You you put yourself out there and you educate, obviously, because you're an educator, number one. But you educate people about uh, the different products that are available and and how they can help and things and like ingredients and things like that, which I think is really cool. None of the stuff that I've seen from you and none of our conversations, uh, you're not pushy, you know, and I think that when people hear MLM, network marketing, pyramid scheme, right, they think about all this stuff. And I know that that's not what's going on with the thing that you're doing. And I guess that's why it makes me a little comfortable with it. 
Um, was that part of the hesitation that you had when you were kind of on the fence? Like, what are the things that made you, you know, you said you and John put out a, a pros and cons list. What were some of the cons, you know, and I'm really curious to understand um, what was working against you making the decision to say yes. And then how did you overcome that? Yeah, so definitely um, I could actually go on my iPad and look at them, but I have a pretty good um, recollection of what we put on there. And the number one thing was the negative connotation that quote unquote pyramid schemes have. One of my um, reservations the first time around when I was asked many years ago was, you know, what would people think of me? Why, why should I put myself out there in such a negative way? And fast forward to now, um, a lot of people still, you know, do these things called cold messaging. Um, they, they are pushy and they just randomly message basically is what cold messaging is without, hi, how are you? Anything like that, creating the relationship. Nope, they don't do that. And pyramid schemes do get such a bad rep. Um, and that's why I was one of the reasons why I was very nervous because I care a lot about what people think. And that's one of the things that I'm trying to grow and learn from, but I do. And so a couple of the other things I know there are some fees, like there's a monthly fee um, and then a yearly fee. But when you put it in the grand scheme of things, I'm able to make both of those up in a month. So I was weighing out, you know, the fees of that, my knowledge of these products, I didn't really know at first. I knew it would take a little bit of time to learn. And I was like, do I really want to do that? I'm finishing my master's. I'm teaching full time. Like, do I really want this? But ultimately what made me get over all of that was your cousin <laughs> saying, you know, you shouldn't care so much about what these people think. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. You earn a little extra income. Um, and at that time it was summertime right when COVID hit. And I was normally supposed to be teaching full-time at um, one of the local schools, but they didn't have a job for me because of COVID. So this was kind of, you know, the, the universe works in mysterious ways. And I really felt that. And I was like, you know what, let's just do it. So I went, <laughs> you know, hard to the wall right then and kind of jumped in. Are you glad you did? I'm a hundred percent glad I'm dead. <laughs> I mean, obviously, cause we're talking about, it. yeah, no, that's super cool. You know, so you touched on something that um, I think everyone struggles with, uh, you know, and as much as I talk about it and the other gurus talk about it and, you know, there's books written on it and, and people, you know, have classes and seminars and workshops on it. Um, it's hard to not care about what people think. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, everybody says, ah, oh, you, you know, stop caring about what other people think because at the end of the day, it's not going to matter what, you, you know, when you're 95 years old on your deathbed, you know, it's not going to matter what your, your aunt, uh, your aunt Jennifer thought, or, <laughs> you know, what uh, punk man 92 said when he left a comment on one of your videos years ago, you, you know, the, one of the biggest, so there's this one, there's this one guy that I uh, listened to and he talks about how, um, one of the things he likes to do is go to, uh, nursing homes and volunteer, 
Um, and it helps him get perspective on living his life. And he says the number one theme whenever he goes into a nursing home amongst people is they might be happy, but many of them have a lot of regrets. I wish I would have X. I wish I could have Y. Um, you know, and a lot of that regret sometimes stems from caring too much about what other people think. And I think it's important to care about what some people think. Um, but most important person to care about what they think is yourself, you know, because at the end of the day or the end of the life, so to speak, not to get all grim and dark here, Mm -hmm. but you know, you're left with yourself and, you know, regret is poison and, you know, worrying too much about what other people thinks, think um, is a, I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's a gateway drug to that poison, I guess. And I, I, I suffer from it. I think everyone suffers from it and it's something that we have to really try our best to, to, to rein in and not spend too much time on because you might have missed this opportunity. You know, it doesn't sound like you were too close on the fence. It sounded like the the pros significantly outweighed the cons, but for a lot of people that are making a decision, whether or not to start a business, whether or not to quit their job and do something different, whether or not to uh, get on that roller coaster or ask that person out or whatever, a lot of the reason that we don't do these decisions and jump in head first <laughs> or feet first is because we care too much about what other people think. You know, what is my, and the biggest one is our parents. Yes. Yep. A lot of us care a whole lot about what is mom and dad going to say. Um, you, you know, we, we don't want to let them down. We don't want to cause them stress or, or, or drama. Um, you know, but we are not our parents. We we have to do what's right for us. Um, and, and, and yeah. So anyway, no, I really, I really get that. And I understand the, uh, the need to make some people happy, but I'm glad you found that. And I'm glad that you're working on that. I'm working on it too. I think uh, the best of us are. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So tell me, All right, let's say I want you to talk to people now who might be listening that are on the fence, right? Maybe they're thinking about starting a business or maybe not a business. Maybe they're thinking about, you know, looking for a new career. They're looking to make a really big move in their life. Um, You know, we've already tackled the stop worrying about what other people think thing, Mm -hmm. right? What are some other things? You know, give me give me like five tips for people to, you know, things that people should kind of keep in their brain and in their heart when they're making a decision about, you know, starting a business or taking a plunge, you know, what, what are your thoughts on that? So I would definitely say number one, make, make a pros and cons list, do exactly um, what I had done because having it all out on, you know, the iPad or the paper, whatever it is, it really puts it into perspective for, for a person um, and then I would say, do your own research. Um, when my friend had asked me, it was wonderful that she was giving me all of the answers, but sometimes there's a little bit more to it. Um, and that's again, my green personality wanting to know every little thing that I can. You're going to send me this personality stuff. I want to check it out. Okay. I will. I, I want to, so I want to see what I am. Okay. <laughs> um, But yeah, I would definitely um, do your own research and um, hold on, I'll save the next one. Um, And what I mean by that, I honestly looked up, um, I Googled 
past and present um, beauty guides, as we're called, um, on YouTube. And I just wanted to get some of their accounts. I watched um, past beauty guides who have made YouTube videos as to why they quit. Um, and then on the contrary, why they joined and why they like it. Um, and I think that really put things into perspective for me. Um, so you're saying kind of look at other people that have tried specifically what it is you're trying to do and look at the struggles versus the successes. Yes. Okay. It definitely put things, um, it was just an interesting thing and obviously it didn't um, deter me or anything, but it was cool to see what um, they didn't like about the company. Um, and then I would say know, know your limits. Um, if there are things, so just know network marketing, starting something new, whatever it might be, it's going to take a lot of work in the beginning. It is. It just is. And a lot of people will will say, you know, these different tips and tricks to obviously help you get through that point. But I just I'm a realist, too. And I want people to know that you have to be willing to work to be successful. Um, and I'm by no means the most successful, but that's just what I see. And I've seen a good um, amount of success in my consistency. All right. I'm going to interrupt you. Yeah, go ahead. What is success to you? Ooh, oh, that's a good question. I think you're successful. And I appreciate that. Thank what, you. You know, so, but, so I think, you know, we're going to get back to what we we're just talking about, but I think a lot of people confuse success with numbers of how many commas are in your bank account. Yeah. And I know a hand, maybe not a handful, that's exaggerating. I probably know a couple people that have lots and lots of money who are absolutely miserable. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I know many more people who don't have a lot of money that are relatively happy and content because they have the time to, to go to their kids' soccer games and, and go to the school plays. And, you know, they want to, they want to take a, a vacation that's actually a real vacation. They can because they don't have a business to worry about. So I think that success isn't necessarily defined by money. What, what, what is successful to you? And if it's money, that's okay. You know, money, money isn't bad necessarily, but what is success to you? Yeah, I definitely think money has a little piece of what success means to me only because I have a lot of goals that I want to hit um, and money would definitely help me reach those goals. Um, but other than that, my success stems a lot with what has changed in me. Um, I have seen a lot of that confidence that I talked about earlier. I've seen my work ethic continue to get stronger. Um, I've seen positivity and I've seen the, the lives that I've been able to change with doing this business. Um, I've met so many people through this that I would have never, I would have never met. Um, and I'm reaching out to people in a non-spammy way, in a very relationship based way. And I've built these relationships and friendships and so I think that is a huge part, um, if not the biggest part of the success. And of course, there's a monetary um, success too, but I don't have a specific number that I want to reach or anything. Um, but I think just being fully happy with myself, um, and that was my goal about three, three years ago now, 
And I finally, like, I hit that. I feel very confident in myself. Obviously, I'm not done growing. I don't mean that. But yeah, I think a lot of it is an internal success. And then obviously, you know, my full-time teaching job, that's successful. Um, I was asked to join um, this curriculum development team with the special ed department at my school. And there's probably 10 apps like at most 10 people in that group out of the entire district. So there I feel very successful. Um, but business-wise, I think a lot of it stems internally and then helping the others too. Okay. Very good. Cool. So two more tips that you, you know, you would, uh, you would give somebody who is kind of on the fence about pushing the button. Yeah, I would find, um, what's called like an accountability partner. Mm. Um, I would find someone that has very similar goals to you, who has a very similar work ethic, if not better work ethic, um, in my opinion. And I say that because you want someone who is going to hold you accountable, hold you to the goals and standards that you set for yourself, but someone who is, you know, you're in a friendly collaborative competition with. So you want to be reaching the goals together. And if you're slacking a little bit or vice versa, if the other person is slacking, you can know the person well enough to, you know, intrinsically or extrinsically motivate that person with either a reward or, hey, you want that dream car. You got to work for it. Um, Accountability partner is huge. And I have a couple of them, actually. Um, We've lost contact just a little one of them and I lost contact a little bit. She actually joined a different company, so that's a totally different story, but we still have similar goals and motivations like we still want a house by the end of the year and that kind of stuff. Um and then the last the last tip that I would say it has to do with goals. Um 100% you want to set a goal for yourself. Um whether it be business goal, anything like that. Um, and if, and if you're willing to make this plunge, start setting goals right away, because it feels absolutely amazing to touch and reach those goals. Now, so it's interesting you mentioned goals. There's a couple of different schools on goal setting. Are you the type of person who sets goals that are so massive, right? Um, the 10 Xers in the world. If your goal is actually one, then you make it 10. That way, if you get to two, it's super cool. (laughs) Or do you set goals that are more attainable or, or a balance? Like when, when you're thinking about goals, you know, are, are you really, really like setting huge goals and, and hoping you land somewhere halfway or what's your strategy? Yeah, I like that little Grant Cardone um, 10x sort of thing. Um, I personally do a mix. So I like to set a really an attainable but big goal. And then again, green, I keep saying this green personality, I have like a pyramid. So each step of the way I have one little goal that is going to help me get to the big goal. So I guess in a sense, that's like 10x. But at the same time, it's not. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, no, it does. You mentioned Grant Cardone. Are you a, a consumer of his content? I have his book, um, and I've gotten about halfway through it. Um, he's just a little much for me, to be quite honest. 
I've heard that before from a lot of people. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, so, I have him on social media, but mm -hmm. other than that, mm, no. <laughs> so, so interesting story about Grant Cardone is I have a friend who works for him in Miami. Um, and it's, it's pretty, probably pretty much everything you would expect. Um, you know, high pressure, uh, lots of bro camaraderie. Oh, yeah. um, but they're, they're, you know, they're very, very successful. In fact, he recently purchased a humongous property in California. That's ridiculous. Like the, the purchase of the property itself made the news. It's so crazy. Wow. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's a pretty big deal. Um, but he is somebody who we're not going to go down a completely crazy Grant Cardone spiral here, but, um, he's somebody who, um, is involved with a variety of things, uh, including Scientology, which a lot of people don't know. I did uh, not know that either. Yeah. Um, very, very large contributor to, to the church. I'm not going to get into the, <laughs> to the uh, debate about religion or Scientology or whatever, but, I mentioned that um, because one of the things that Scientology does do on a non-religious standpoint, and a lot of people don't know this either, is they actually have business classes and they have communications classes and um, kind of just classes on how to handle problems and stuff. And I say all that to say this, he um, strongly, uh, and you can see this in his business practices, he, he strongly uh, uses many of those skills um and donate a ton of money to the church i think well you know big story everyone does anyway coming back full circle i have a friend who works for grant cardone the last time i was in miami i actually stayed um i didn't know it at the time um but i stayed at a hotel that was literally two blocks from his office and four blocks from his residence Wow. Yeah, it was cool, right? I mean, I didn't want to like hop in the car and go try to find the guy because I'm sure enough people do that and whatever. But um, no. So, yeah, Grant Cardone, interesting character. Um, lots to unpack down that uh, down that path. But you're right. Um, his 10x philosophy is good. But his 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 personality, it, it is although it works, it is sometimes overbearing mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and, and a little intense. So. You know, I'm glad to understand that you kind of have a process for your goal setting. And I'm very interested in this uh, color personality thing. <laughs> no, it sounds very interesting. You know, I'm familiar with the Myers-Briggs and a couple of the other things. Um, I'm an INFJ anyway, um, for what it's worth. But um, yeah, it's very interesting to hear that you have a system per se, mm -hmm. um, you know, for goal setting. Do you do you take your goals and, and visualize them anyhow? Do you you know do you put them together, or are they? I mean, obviously you probably write them down, but do you have like a um, like a tool that you use, an app or something where you kind of keep track of things? Yep. Well, I don't have an app. I have an actual physical um, vision board that is hanging in my room, and then I do sticky notes of just things that you know, I kind of sort of believe in manifestations where I'll just like keep saying it, I look at it and eventually it will be, but I'm not to the point where I know that, I, you know, I obviously need to work hard <laughs> to make that happen. Um, so I have three sticky notes on my mirror that I see when I wake up and um, when I go to bed. 
Um, I do, I have a planner and it has um, a space each month for three different goals. So I will, um, I'll do a goal for business for that month. I'll do a goal for my personal life for that month. And then I'll do a goal for um, teaching. Um, and then yes, like the pyramid for my bigger goals, I do a pyramid of, you know, maybe I want to save, I don't know, a, a thousand from every, every paycheck. Right. So then I'll be like, okay, this is what I need to do to do that. Um, and then the big goal is like, I want $50,000 by the end of the year. This is not 100% true. It's just an example, sure. um, but I'll set like, um, just steps to the pyramid to do that. Um, but what you said about, you know, grant that kind of stuff, I feel like the new year really pressures us to set these immaculate goals for ourselves. And I posted on Instagram actually, and it just, I don't like the pressure of the really huge goals. I think you need to do, you know, what's best for you. Don't set these unrealistic expectations, these goals, um, really, really just have something that you want to hone in on and not pressure yourself because that like our self, our self love, our self care is a lot more important than, you know, crap. I didn't hit the goal again this month. I didn't do it again this month. I didn't do it again. Cause that can be really, really hard on a person. I agree. You know, it's so <laughs> every year, Claire and I do this thing where we actually sit down and actually spend uh, this time I think it was like six hours planning out what our goals are for the upcoming year. That's um, amazing. And then, yeah. And then we kind of, once we establish what those goals are, you know, we each have our own individual goals and then we have goals for, um, the business and then for each other or for, for us together collectively. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and we try to limit it, you know, nobody wants to have 25 goals, because mm -hmm. you're all over the place. So we try to limit it to uh, what we want to be uh, the most priorities, right? And then after that, we put together a task list. I was asking about tools. We use something both for the business and personally um, called Asana. Uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar with that, but it's a, um, it's a, basically it's a project management platform. We use it for all of our client work. Um, it allows us to prioritize and create lists and I'm, I'm a list guy. Mm -hmm. So it allows us to prioritize and, you know, on these lists, you can create tasks and the tasks get assigned to certain people with due dates. And there's, you know, a history of chat on a specific task and you can see what projects are on track or whatever. But anyway, we organize all of our goals using that. That way we can stay on top of them. You know, if we have a goal of X by the end of the year, for example, um, we set benchmarks throughout the year to ch kind of check in points and say, all right, you know, in order to meet this goal by this date, this is where we should be as of now. Are we there? Mm -hmm. You know, and if we're not, we can adjust it. And one of the things that I really, really like that you said, and I think it's a good note to end on is, you know, setting all these goals can be very, very stressful, especially when we try to do it all at the same time. And, you know, we, we, we get so focused on trying to achieve these goals that we don't spend time to ourselves. One of the, th or spend time on ourselves. One of the things that Claire and I did this year is one of our goals is making more time for ourselves. Oh, love it. Yes. Um, a thousand times. Yes. <laughs> right. Um, because, you know, working and having a business and, you know, trying to balance appointments and, and, uh, you know, having aging parents and having just all the little things that pop up uh, in life, 
you know, you can plan every minute of your day if you want to, but things are not always going to work out and it's going to change. And instead of being frustrated with that, um, we're making, you know, when we take on a project, for example, we just signed a huge, huge new client um, that's going to require a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Um, but instead of promising that work uh, as quickly as we could do it, we added a, a couple extra months, actually. That way, we have some extra time and we don't feel pressure to, to cram it all in and, and and quite honestly, maybe make some mistakes and do a crappy job. Now that we have some more time, we don't have that pressure and we'll probably do a much better job. And when things do come up, which they will, it'll be okay because we have that buffer. Oh, for um, sure. Congratulations. That's awesome, though. Thank you. Yeah, we're, we're pretty excited. Um, we recently also had another client. Um, I can't disclose who they are. However, um, this was a, a PR client where we wrote statements for them. Um, and very excited about this. Uh, this particular client, um, the statement that we wrote for them actually ended up on the national news, on uh, like on the evening news all over the internet. Um, so that was kind of cool to see. You know, we've we've done statements and press releases before for clients for a variety of things, but this one is a. a uh, without disclosing too much, it's a national it's a national issue of importance. So it was pretty cool that it it made it there. Um, oh, and you, yeah. yeah, and you and I can talk offline about that about what that was, and you'll be you'll be like what? But yeah, um, so <laughs> I yeah. can't wait! Oh my goodness! Yeah, so it's pretty cool. Um, but you know, again, having more time for ourselves will hopefully eliminate the stress or maybe reduce it a little bit, mm-hmm. um, the stress that comes along with all that. So before we go here, by the way, thank you very, very much for your time. I know we kind of um, went over a little bit here, but I really don't care because I think all this is very useful information. So thank you. Um, talk about where people can find you. Where can they find your stuff? Where can people learn more about your business? Okay, I am, <laughs> I'm going to go on Instagram right now because I don't even know my Instagram handle. Um, oh, no. <laughs> that's so bad. <laughs> Not um, necessarily. It just means that you, you're busy with other stuff. <laughs> um, yeah, so on Instagram, I am Mayday underscore. So it's M-A-Y-Y-D-A-Y-Y underscore. Um, my name is different on there. It's actually Xtina J as a teacher. I don't want my students finding me um, because it is a public profile, um, but that is like my business um, all wrapped into um, a personal um, Instagram. You can find me on Facebook. My name's Christina Joan on Facebook. Um, and that, those are the only two platforms that I go on. Like I said, I'm, I try to keep it as low key as possible only because of my teaching. Um, but I do enough on both of those that you'll get to know me very quickly. Very cool. And you do lives. Uh, you, have you, are you trying to do them every day? Is that what you're doing? Oh my goodness. Yeah. So every day of the week, um, work week. So Monday through Friday, I'm not trying to do it on the weekends anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're very um, entertaining and, um, you know, just even just when you're talking about random goings on uh, in, in your life, it's just entertaining and uh, it's always uh, a fun thing to check out. So very cool. Thank you. Well, again, thank you, Christina, for being on. I appreciate it very much. And uh, hopefully uh, people that are listening will take some of these tips and uh, be able to use them in ways that are productive and uh, be very, very happy to have you on again. Thank you. I can't wait. 
You've been listening to the Thomas J. Lyon Podcast. Want some more? Ready to take the first step? Check out thomasjlyon.com. We'll see you next time.